when we discover that we have inadvertently, because of our own confusion regarding abandonment, that we thought, well, heck, if it's abandonment's good enough for me, it's good enough for them too. We wantonly both feel disrespected as well as disrespecting others. We think, hey, that's the way the world is. But that's not the way the world is. We'll just run that thing backwards, okay? And find out where did we go wrong? And that's what happens in meditation. And we discover that we are definitely capable of not abandoning others. Welcome to the Wisdom of Compassion, a podcast presented by White Conch Dharma Center. For today's episode, we'll be featuring an excerpt from a teaching by Domo Geshe Rinpoche, the spiritual director of White Conch, titled Maturing Spiritual Love. In this section we'll be listening to, Rinpoche is giving commentary on a traditional Buddhist prayer of refuge. The prayer, as recited in the White Conch community, is... In order to obtain perfect enlightenment, I vow from now on to go for refuge to the Guru and three precious gems, and not abandon sentient beings. I will practice the six perfections. Over the years, Rinpoche has spoken in depth on various elements of this prayer, from exploring the phrase perfect enlightenment, to explaining the three precious gems, which are the Buddha, Dharma, and the Sangha, and even addressing the true meaning of the word Guru, and the wariness that surrounds it in the West. Each segment discussed by Rinpoche adds to a more comprehensive understanding of the prayer, and here we'll be exploring the word abandoned and its associated connotations. Enjoy! Let's recite, uh, let's recite uh, our prayer. In order to obtain perfect enlightenment, I vow from now on to go for refuge to the Guru and three precious gems and not abandon. Stop there. Stop there. Abandon. Isn't that, a, isn't that an interesting word? You know, uh, psychology today uh, has a great deal of concerns. Many people uh, suffer from abandonment issues. Isn't that so? Even people who are uh, no, considered normal or well-adjusted, that if we really thought about it, we could find times and uh, feelings of being abandoned that make us feel left out. Even sometimes you might be in a group of friends and suddenly they're talking about a subject that you have no idea what they're talking about, you suspect they may even be talking about you. And so right in the middle of the thick of a social situation, you can feel abandoned. You can feel emotionally abandoned. You could feel unappreciated or even underappreciated. Perhaps people try and try and try as hard as they can to make you feel comfortable, but still you feel, you don't feel that you are receiving all of the respect and all of the, all of the attention that you need. And so one part of abandonment means lack of attention, that you aren't getting enough attention. 
And some people simultaneously feel that they are being put upon with too much attention and they aren't getting enough attention all at the same time. Which means that you aren't getting the right kind of attention. This uh, word abandonment, we could take the entire field of psychology and to use this word as an example for all of the ills that plague uh, ordinary, healthy, and unhealthy people. Look at the crimes that have been perpetrated on others out of a misunderstanding that we have been left out and abandoned and set aside and underappreciated. Even gang warfare in rough neighborhoods, in big cities, and I don't know, maybe Blue Mounds like that. I doubt that, but uh, I know in big cities that gangs form in accordance to neighborhoods or some kind of ethnic uh, identity. And they uh, actively look for disrespect from others. They're out there looking for trouble. They'll shoot each other for God's sake. These things become a matter of life and death. How one is appreciated or unappreciated. To be abandoned could then be an impossible situation to correct. You may have friends or family right now that no matter what you do, how much attention you give them, you cannot satisfy their needs. If we look at this in a larger context, let's say a spiritual, or let's say, let's say, let's say a worldwide, a worldwide, uh, that there are many ethnic groups who feel that they have been abandoned by uh, world society, the courts, the whoever it is that's in charge of fairness, that human rights are being violated against large numbers of people, people who live in a particular country, people who believe a certain religion, who live in a particular country. Uh, countries uh, will go to war because they have been disrespected. In the old days, peace treaties were broken when the various parties feel that they have been disrespected. So not just individual confusion and possible violence, but you could enter into deep, uh, you could enter into deep and long lasting wars. I don't know this much, but I heard that there was a war called, something called the War of the Roses. 1700s, 1600s. And uh, two families, two royal families battling it out for many, many, many years. And our own precious version of the War of the Roses, not quite as elegant, the Hatfields and the McCoys. <laughs> <laughs> High mountain ethnic cleansing 
of people who belong to one clan or another. And so this uh, abandonment leads to many different kinds of difficulties, deep difficulties, long-lasting difficulties. Abandonment doesn't go away when you make friends again. Abandonment rears its head as soon as you get a look that is misunderstood, a misspoken word, someone who has become clinically sensitized to abandonment, in other words, now we're talking about people with abandonment issues, that they have become so sensitized that they are regularly getting that funny feeling. They get that funny feeling because they have become, their perceptions have become distorted, distorted uh, toward misunderstanding which is uh, which what is being said. Does that make sense to you? Yes. All right. And so, in uh, many people, have uh, have uh, spiritual strong spiritual leanings perhaps even had strong faith in God from early childhood and their expectations they were told and their expectations were that God could do anything God can work miracles that there is a great deal of uh, Pollyanna confidence in what God can do. God can do anything. And unfortunately, they heard God can do anything for you. God can fulfill all of your wishes and needs and dreams. Ah. And so uh, God becomes, God becomes the parent that is always there, always ready to get you out of difficulties or to uh, give you what you want. And when you don't get what you want, you have been abandoned. You have been abandoned by God. And so many people, even though intellectually they know that, uh, that this is not so, that that old feeling, it's a kind of scared tremble inside that uh, wants, to, wants to run away and hide, is the, now it has become your spiritual, your spiritual center has become infected with abandonment issues. And now you want to be Buddhist. <laughs> I say this very honestly because a great deal of Americans, great numbers of Americans who do feel abandoned by their religious upbringing have come to Buddhism and expect that Buddhism is going to fix everything for them. And I promise you, you will eventually feel abandoned by Buddhism as well.
because the problem is not Buddhism, it wasn't Christianity, it was the misunderstandings of abandonment. So for those of you who are new or newish to our, uh, to our discussions, please be aware that the issue that what will be repaired is not Buddhism doing everything perfect for you, but something has to change in you, okay? And so this uh, abandonment, this abandonment, not only, uh, not only happens on this level of your spirituality, but we also have a deep and disfigured concern below the level of consciousness, below the level of even subconscious urges, something deep within us that feels separated from our actual true being, our actual true home. This is an extremely subtle uh, location that is the, that is the, on the edge, is on the edge of being and reality. It is on the edge of being and reality. And most people are frightened away from this particular subtle form of abandonment or loss because you don't like that feeling that you're not willing to look <coughs> deeper because it arouses a kind of a kind of distressing shaking on a deep level and it literally frightens you back into a denser form this may be more a little bit more esoteric than than you're ready to hear but i'm going to say it anyway it frightens you back into a denser form of your own self where you can feel or you can't hear that anymore, okay? <coughs> if we want to go deeper at some point, at, if we want to go deeper, we prepare ourselves by dealing with these issues such as abandonment of these uh, many other sorts so that we feel well enough to be able to discover our true dilemma, which is our separation from reality. Does that make sense now? Okay. And so uh, if we were going to be very, very lofty, we would say, oh, abandonment is illusory. It's all emptiness. <laughs> Nothing is real. It's like a dream, you know, like that. But uh, we don't say that. We say we must deal with the issues. We must deal with the issues that plague us so that we can heal enough to go on. Okay? Now, the meaning of this particular word in this particular context is not only has it happened to you, but you're doing it to others. That you have disrespected, disrespected people, you have, uh, you have set, uh, set people aside. You have a kind of a racist mentality. Even the nicest, I'm pointing right at Dorji here, who is so sweet and nice, that uh, uncovering, uncovering our own uh, capacity for liking or disliking certain kinds of people for whatever reason. 
and uh, that we uncover our own, uh, our own capacity to abandon others. And when, when this happens, when we discover that we have inadvertently, because of our own confusion regarding abandonment, that we thought, well, heck, if it's abandonment's good enough for me, it's good enough for them too. <laughs> and so we wantonly, we wantonly both feel disrespected as well as disrespecting others. We think, hey, that's the way the world is. But that's not the way the world is. We'll just run that thing backwards, okay, and find out where did we go wrong? And that's what happens in meditation. And we discover that we are definitely capable of not abandoning others. And so let's recite this again. For those of you who have papers, please recite with us. Tame, perfect enlightenment. I vow from now on to go for refuge to the Guru and three precious gems, and not abandon sentient beings. I will practice the six perfections. And so this, uh, this is commentary on the ongoing, ongoing commentary on this uh, important prayer, which contains all of Buddhism in those few lines. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or on whatever platform you're listening. You can stay up to date on White Conch news and events by signing up for our newsletters at www.white-conch.org newsletters and can find all our social media links and blog posts as well as these podcast episodes at white-conch.org podcasts. Thanks for listening and don't forget to check out the next episode as we continue our exploration of compassion.